Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth with your host, Diane Helbig. Diane is a leading small business development and leadership coach, author, and speaker who is passionate about sharing valuable ideas, tips, and techniques with business professionals worldwide. Diane brings you the world's experts and gurus in all things business, whether it's sales, structure, social media, planning, or plateauing, guests bring their expertise and energy to each episode. When growing your business is your focus, Accelerate Your Business Growth is the show to listen to. Got a topic or guest suggestion? Let Diane know. The goal is to make sure you have the information you need to move your business forward. Thanks for joining us. Settle in and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. I am imagining that most of you know that Audible.com is a leading provider of audiobooks, but what you might not know is all the other content that they have. So we are offering a free trial at audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth where you can go explore and see uh, what is there that you uh, would like to be listening to. Over the years, the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast has uh, continued to gain recognition as a great resource for uh, small business owners, business leaders, sales professionals, aspiring entrepreneurs, uh, all that. If it's got to do with business, um, we have got the recognition, and that is really because of the guests. These are folks who have expertise in a particular area of business, and they Join me uh, in a conversation where they share that expertise with all of you. That way you can get answers to questions you might have. You can connect with these folks after you've had an opportunity to hear how brilliant they are, and you can do better things in your business. Today is absolutely no exception. Today my guest is Amira Alvarez. Amira is the founder and CEO of The Unstoppable Woman, a global coaching company helping thousands of entrepreneurs and self-employed professionals achieve financial and career breakthroughs. Thanks so much for joining me today, Amira. I am so happy to be here. I am thrilled to have you here. We're going to be talking about uh, the power of influence and authenticity when networking, and networking is one of my favorite subjects, I think, because so many people... Um, don't do it quite well. Uh, <laughs> I try to be <laughs> uh, judicious in my words. Um, but, but I want to start with something that I am curious about, which is, would you explain um, what is the impression of increase? Yes, and then what, do, what the heck does it have to do with networking, right? Yeah. And, um, and, and people. That would be the next question. <laughs> Absolutely. So first, I would like to just affirm, so many people have a hard time being authentic in the way that they network. And I'll get into sort of my perspective on what that is and how the impression of increase can, in really understanding what the impression of increase can help you just drop into your authentic self when you're meeting new people and trying, you know, wanting to make connections for, for your personal life and for your business life. So let's start with the impression of increase though. So this is a concept that was articulated by someone named Wallace D. Waddles, and he wrote a book called The Science of Getting Rich 
back in early 1900s. 1910 was when it was first published. And chapter 14 of this book talks about the impression of increase. And when I read about it, everything dropped in for me. It just made perfect sense. And, and in a nutshell, it says that everyone, all human beings, want more life. They want to grow. They want to become more. They want to do more things with their lives. They, nature, and we are part of nature, is for growth. It's for, for expansion, not contraction. It's for creation, not disintegration. And we want to grow, and yet, as humans, we're blocked from our growth for any number of reasons. Sometimes, you know, if we're looking at it in the world of business, sometimes it's, you know, I want to want to grow, but I don't have leads coming in, so I need to learn how to do marketing, right? Like that would be growth. You 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 grow your business. We we want more for our lives, and if you, as the individual business owner, can own the fact that you can help the person that you're talking to, whether it's an individual or an individual who represents a larger business, right? The whole business itself. If you can help that individual or that business grow and have more life, they will want to do business with you. So you need to impress that you can help them increase their life. That is what you need to communicate through how you're talking, showing up, uh, the energy that you're holding, the questions that you're asking, all of that. That is the impression of increase. Wow. I love that. Me too. I love it. I mean, I think it's, it, yeah, because it, it really is all about um, approaching with, curiosity with how can you be helping other people not with what can you get that's exactly right you, you nailed it that is exactly and it changes everything for you because that getting energy that like like people walk into a networking event and they're like how, how many like leads can i get right or even if it's not a traditional networking event let's say you're at some fundraiser or event where you're it's like People are just trying to get all the time. And if instead you can stand in your power and you can say, I know I can help you. Let me figure out how I can help you and communicate that. There's none of that like anxiety provoking. I am going to lose something. I need to get something quick kind of energy. Make sense? It does make sense. I, I, have um i'm curious about one aspect of it which is i'm afraid that some people hear that and what they think is yeah you see i just have to be able to explain to somebody how this thing that i sell will help them which is not what you're talking about no we're talking about so there's several aspects of this the first thing that i want want to underscore to this question you put forth is that it's an impression. You are communicating this perhaps in verbal ways as well, but in many non-verbal ways also. How you walk into the room, are you making eye contact, are you smiling, are you open? Do you own your power basically? Do you own that what you do in this world, the service or the product, that you have created, that you represent, do you own how much that can help someone? It's not about saying, hey, 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 I can help you. It's an impression that comes from a, a level of confidence and knowingness about what you, uh, what you do in this world. Huh, that's great. And that's part of that authenticity thing that, that you're talking about, that it's, it's clear when you're authentic and in your power. Absolutely. And, and, and now the deeper conversation around this, Diana, is like what stops someone from actually owning yeah. their, their gifts, their, their greatness, their, what they do for the world? Because I don't care if you're selling you know, index cards or you're 
you know, a brain surgeon, right? Everyone's helping in their unique individual way to create more life. If I shouldn't say everyone is, if you're, if you're working in this lane that I'm, I'm talking about, if, if you're owning that you are someone who is actually helping other people grow, I don't actually care how you're doing that. You just need to, to own it. And then you have to ask yourself, well, why might I not feel that level of confidence or ownership uh, that I really do make people's lives better? And, and I think on the surface, Diane, and it's well worth working at this level, you do need to investigate, you know, a, a little bit pen to paper thought thinking, spend a few minutes on this, you know, understanding what problems you solve, understanding the value of solving that problem and recognizing that we facilitate this for people. So there's more to that, but like on a, on a surface level, you have to really understand some of those basic concepts. And underneath, you have to know what your blind spot is to, to really recognizing your personal brilliance, your greatness, if you will, because everyone has this amazing potential for greatness, but many people have been taught, you know, don't, be, don't ask for too much, don't be too big, you know, don't, don't think so big of yourself. It's, it's bad to, to own, right? Like be humble is, is like this very positive <laughs> thing, right? And, and so we're brought up to, to make ourselves small in so many ways. And yet, if you look around at the people who are very successful, they are using this impression increase. It doesn't all have to be, you know, superstar level, like I'm on a big stage kind of impression of increase. You can be Beyonce if you want to be, right? If you have that yeah. talent, okay? But there are, there are quiet people. There are more introverted people who walk into a room and you know they have something that you, you want, okay? Make sense there? Yeah. Yes, yes, very much. Okay, I, th this is so great. Um, so what are the steps to developing it and applying it? Yeah. So let's go deeper into one of the things that I just said. So first you have to understand the problem that you solve. Okay. So, yeah. um, on a surface level, I solve the problem. You do too. You know, we do it in different ways, but I solve the problem of helping someone grow their business, right? How do you get out right. of your own way and make more money, top line revenue in your, your business, increase cash flow, right? That's mm -hmm. the problem that I solve. But then I have to understand that I solve a deeper level problem. What is that? Well, it's owning self-ownership, understanding how to achieve your goals, the mental aspects of success, what actually... Um, stops people from making huge quantum leaps and how to intellectually understand that there's a methodology to that. Like, so there's so much more that, right. That it's under yeah. that rubric. So you'd want to like yeah. spend some time on that for whatever business you're in. And then you want to understand what is the value of actually solving that problem. So for us and our businesses, it's like, well, if someone pays me, to help them and they go from, you know, maybe they double their income, maybe they make their annual income, their monthly income, right? There's some, some big massive financial um, leap increase there. That's a huge thing, but let's go further than that. What happens if they do that? Well, their family benefits, they aren't under as much stress or so their health benefits, maybe they stop comfort eating, and they let go of some weight, right? There's all these follow-on effects. And, and for my clients, that's also, you know, like internal confidence and a, a internal peace that comes from understanding how to manage their mindset and all that sort of thing. So then you have to start valuing those things. Many of these things are like the commercial, right? Like they're priceless, right? When someone... Yeah. When, when someone actually learns 
the methodology for achieving any goal that they want, whether it's financial or a personal goal, business goal, personal goal, doesn't matter. When they, when I'm able to teach them that and they get it, that's like, what's the value on that? That's worth millions, right? Right. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Now I, now I have to recognize, this is that third step, right? I have to recognize that's actually what I do for people, right? And it's different for everyone, but you have to like surface level problem solved, bigger level problem solved, right? Underneath level problem solved. And what happens when that gets solved and then you own that value? Now you can walk into any room, right? Now you can be like, oh yeah, I'm the bomb, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. This is the, um, it's so interesting because you're talking about it and I'm thinking, so, so like when I talk about what is the result, what is the impact of what you do, you have to keep going deeper and saying, okay, that's, that's an impact. And then what is the impact of that? And, and what is the result of that? Because when you really get to the core, that's where the real value is, right? Is, is this what we're saying, that, that there's value, but then there's real life-changing or business-changing impact? Correct. Absolutely. 100%. Wow. I love that. And it really helps when, when you know, Here's the thing. If you're in business, you're in sales. And most people have some sort of emotional noise around sales. They don't like making cold calls. They don't like asking for money. They don't like being rejected. They don't like putting themselves out there, right? There's all sorts of um, ways that we've been brought up to view sales that influence how we feel about it and you know, whether we engage in it or not. And if you're in business, you understand that if you're not making sales, you're not making money. So you have to figure this out, right? You can't be an ostrich with your head in the sand around it. And not for very long, <laughs> not for very long. Otherwise it's a hobby, you know, and, and, yeah, right. and it, that's not a bad thing as long as you're seeing it for what it is and you're not turning to it for your income. Right. So, right. um, now, one of the, the things that I learned around sales that was so extraordinary, and it's really how I, I, I teach it to my clients so that they can have this shift, this internal shift. Sales is not something you do to someone. Yeah. It's something you do for someone. Yeah. Now, linking this up with impression of increase, the value stuff that we were just talking about, you're doing that for them. It's a give, not a get. And if you're always in that giving, doesn't mean you never have to ask for the sale. You do, okay? But if you're always in like uh, that state of like, I am giving you value, whether I'm talking to you at a networking event or I'm talking to you on a sales conversation or I'm talking to you as a client, I'm always giving you value just in how I'm showing up and through my actions, right? And through yeah. what I'm yeah. giving you. Yeah, I, I'm so with this. I, I, I am so with this. I, you know, my thing is um, that you really can't sell anything to anybody and we have to get out of that mindset that, that you can match a solution to a problem, but first you have to know what the problem is. So you have to be curious first and open-minded that not everybody you meet is a potential client. You know, you don't know who they are. You don't know the value or the impact they can bring to your life or your business. So approaching from that direction, I think makes networking easier because I think part of the reason people don't like to do it and don't like to sell is because they feel like they have to be on. Or they have to be different than who they are. When in fact, if you just owned the value of what you did, right? You didn't have any double bind or um, internal conflict. 
you could just love that you're able to do this for people and love being you and show up and there's no weirdness there there's no wonkiness there it's like i'm yeah i got this you want some yeah right? <laughs> yeah i totally agree with you it's magnetic oh it's magnetic yes. right it's attractive right. versus chasing yes yeah yes or being repellent you know or being with. repellent for sure yes <laughs> yes a lot of people do right exactly oh my gosh okay i'm gonna take a quick sponsor break and then i have some more questions for you perfect accelerate your business growth podcast is happy to be sponsored by audible.com as many of us know audible.com has thousands of audiobook titles uh, that you can choose from in all different uh, genres what you may not know is that they also have podcasts, Audible Originals, guided meditations, and so much more. So if you think about it, the way I look at it is if you can listen to it, you can probably get it on audible.com. So I'm going to invite you to sign up for a free trial of audible.com by going to audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth and explore for yourself. See what you like, see what's interesting, find, find stuff that you didn't even know was there, and I think you'll agree with me that it is an incredibly valuable resource. Today we are speaking with Amira Alvarez about the power of influence and authenticity in networking. Okay, Amira, I have a question for you that I am asked all the time, and um, while I, I've, I, you know, I think I've been able to answer it, I, I'm really curious um, to hear from you how you would answer this question. And it's about an opening line. So this is something they end up saying, so what do you do, which I think is a terrible question. So how does someone develop, an, uh, you know, we'll call it an opening line strategy for like any situation that they're in? Well, you've actually touched on it already, I, I believe, which is... I think you said this previously, but if you didn't, I, I heard it between the lines. Um, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> um, it's being genuinely curious about the person. And, and I, I actually don't think that there's one, like I never go into a networking event or some place where I'm um, meeting new people and thinking, okay, what's my opening line? Like it's not, I don't have a pickup line, okay? Yeah. But I do have a strategy. Okay. And the strat, so when I say opening line strategy, right, it's yeah. to be curious, to be genuine, to be like, wow, people are amazing. What's this amazing human like, right? What are they up to in this world? And, and to get curious and ask them questions and really listen. There is such a mm, paucity, a limited uh, experience of real presence right now in this world. You know, I didn't live a hundred years ago, so I don't know really how, how, to, how it compares to the past, but we are currently often racing from one thing to the next. And we hmm. see people as commodities or what can they do for us? And whenever I've been with someone who truly listens to me, it's, it's just such a gift. So if you can show up, be curious, and truly listen to someone, which means you might have to ask a few questions, right? They say something and you ask another little question. What does that mean? Or why did you, oh, what is, you know, I'm curious about that. What, why did you approach it like that? Or what's, what's your background in that, right? You were asking a follow-up question. And really listening, people will, one, they'll tell you a ton, Okay. And you'll now know much more about them and whether they would, would be a good potential client uh, for you. But two, you, you have shown up generously already and you've given them something just by being present. And, and one last thing to, to add to this picture here, the law of reciprocity says that you will receive in direct proportion to the to what you put out. It, it's reciprocal, 
Okay. And so if you start by giving, you will receive that. Now it won't necessarily come from the same person. Okay. Like it's not a quid pro quo. Hey, I just spent 20 minutes listening to you and you're now supposed to be my client. No, it doesn't work that way, but (laughs) okay. Sorry. Uh, but, but generally speaking, there will be a reciprocal act and it often is by that person, whether it's a connection or they're wanting to help you or they're willing to take your call later on or, or, you know, there's any number of things, but there is a reciprocal act that, that happens as a result of showing up and giving. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I'm so grateful that you said um, it's not, it's not one-to-one, you know, it's not a quid pro quo because I think a lot of people approach it from that sense too. And it, it's like karma, right? What you send out, you get back. You don't know where from or how, but it's going to happen. So it, it, it's having that faith and that confidence that when you are you and you are genuinely interested in other people and that's how you're presenting yourself, you're going to get that back in some fashion. Absolutely. And I think what happens is that people have a challenge when it comes to time. So when they don't get instant gratification, and let me be totally transparent here. I'm instant gratification girl. Like I, I want what I want right, right now. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm like many people, right? And, and I have had to learn how to recognize that in myself and not get into any sort of resentment about it not happening. Like, I'm doing all this good stuff. Why isn't it coming back to me? Right. And, yeah. and, and what the, the psychological trick there or, or situation that's happening is that when you go in, you, 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 you're putting all this good stuff out. You're, you're like, okay, I get it. Amira. You, you, you put all, all this good stuff out. You, emphasize the giving, you emphasize impressing on, onto people through how you're showing up, your beingness, if you will, what you can do for them. I'm doing all this. Why isn't it working? Well, there's any number of reasons why it might not be working. There might be key steps, like we talked about sales that you're missing and all sorts of that, things like that. But if you get into a place of resentment around it not coming back to you as quickly as you would like, that is simply a way of keeping you at your psychological set point that is giving you the same results that you've always gotten. And it's keeping you trapped in a cycle that doesn't let you quantum leap your results. Wow. And, and do people do that? I mean, that, that, um, are people doing that subconsciously? Like, do they not realize that they're like sabotaging their success? Yes. Do you want me to explain how that happens? Yeah, how that would you? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So this is the quick and dirty version of it. There's a more, much more lengthy explanation that uh, if people are interested, I can share later about how they can learn more about this. But fundamentally... When, when we're children from birth to say nine, 10, 11 years old, that, that roughly that time frame, we're an open fishbowl. Our, our, we don't have the ability to reject anything from our environment. So we get programmed through our, primarily through our, our relationship with whoever's raising us. Usually that's our mother or father. Um, but it could be grandparents or aunt, uncle, or uh, foster parents um, and siblings if they're a little older. But all of that is going into our subconscious and it's developing a set of beliefs and a self-image of who we are. And that does not change until you consciously change it. 99.9% of human beings don't know that concept and don't, if they do know that concept, they don't know how to change 
those beliefs in that self-image. And those beliefs in those, that self-image, they, they work to a degree because you're here now, but they also are keeping you limited to the experiences that you currently have. And yet your conscious desire is saying, I want more, right? We have that more life directive, whether that's uh, a nicer house or a retirement savings or being able to go on trips or whatever it is that you, nicer clothes, you know, whatever it is that you want, um, it's more. But your self-image says you are someone who does X, okay, is like X. And it's a, it is like a target that you keep coming back to. It's a set point. So your subconscious programming, that's, that's what we're talking about, keeps you hitting that same self-image target. So anytime, this happens, let me give you an example that's a little bit more straightforward here, Diane. You know how some, some months someone will do great in sales and the next month it will go down, that feast or famine cycle? Okay. Yeah. They have a self-image of someone who makes X. When they go too far above that, their programming kicks in and starts sabotaging them unconsciously in different ways to bring them back down to their set point. And that looks like getting distracted, not calling people back, some family crisis that they have to attend to, um, taking their eye off the, the ball with sales to work on content creation or hiring new team, team members. All of these things are legitimate, reasonable things to uh, shift your attention to. Yet, what's really happening is you're taking your eye off the ball from sales. So you go down and then you'll go down lower and you'll be like, oh my God, I didn't make any sales. I need to activate. And you'll start activating again. And you'll go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth to, to hit that target. It's like, if you think about like a, a, an airplane and they set the autopilot and the airplane will go a little bit left, a little bit right, a little bit left, a little bit right, and, but it will keep on that target, okay? That yeah. is the same for, for us mm. with our self-image and, and set points. Fascinating. Mm, okay. Uh, <laughs> that feels a little overwhelming to me. So, so what do we do with that? I mean, I, I'm listening to that and I'm thinking, okay, then is that counteracted by really delving into what your value is? It's, it's counteracted by a number of things. So one the first thing I do with people is I, I, I ask them, what do they really want? Not what they think they should have, what they, not what they think is reasonable, what, not what they think is like a achievable goal, right? Tell me what yeah. you really, really, really want, okay? Because that's the truth. That's your truth, okay? You want to be a millionaire? Tell me you want to be a millionaire. If you want to work three hours a week and, you know, live your life like this over here, we need to figure out a different game plan for you, right? But tell me what you really want. And then I have to look at where they are right now, obviously. But, but once I know where they, where they really want to go, then I'm looking at, well, what would they need to get from where they are now to where they need to go? And there's, you know, obviously practical steps that are involved there. And how do you then align the person's beliefs with the actions that they need to take in order to achieve the goal that they want? And that requires reprogramming. I know that sounds like a heavy word, but, um, yeah. but really reprogramming the target, right? The self-image and the beliefs that you hold about yourself, others in the world, so that you can actually achieve the goal that you want to achieve. Wow. It, it makes perfect sense to me intellectually. Um, 
it feels um, like like a like um, it needs consistency. You know, it's not like a light switch. It's not something that you're you're going to work with somebody on and they're going to have that light bulb moment and go, oh, okay, I'm all done. You know, <laughs> that that it's something they have to practice and get used to, and because it's a reprogramming. And the thing is, Diane, yes, and it and it never stops. I'm still in process with it. You know, like I I made a a big quantum leap going from 138, 138,000 a year to 700K in a year. And then I went past the seven figure mark and I keep going. But that first jump was huge. And I had to become, hold the possibility that it was possible for me and start taking actions from the the place that I wanted to be rather than the place that I was. And I had to keep with it constantly. And it was fun. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't a horrible experience, you know, because (laughs) I, I was committed to it and I wanted it. And, and now that I understand the methodology involved, now I know that I can achieve any goal I want. So it's still, uh, there is still a lot of repetition. And when I'm reprogramming, you know, I'm in the process of hitting my next level goal. And I, I, am, I am in the process of reprogramming myself. And whenever you do, you will hit what I call an oil and water feeling where what you want consciously is different than what you think is possible subconsciously. And those two things initially feel like they don't match. They feel wrong and you want to, you want to stop, you want to quit. You want to be like, who am I to think I can do that? And, you know, is it worth it? And maybe I should do this instead. And all the sabotages come up. Right. And you have to, but it's a, but it's a methodology and it works. So you have to keep, keep at it. And then something at some point, and you know, I've gotten pretty good at this, but at some point it drops in and you're like, oh yeah, done. Right. Hmm. I'm now this new, now, now I'm working at this new level. Interesting. Okay. I feel like I should know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway because I'm so fascinated to, to hear what you think. Um, if there's someone who's thinking, you know, they would really love to reach out to someone of influence or even a potential client, uh, that can feel um, vulnerable, I guess, it, it is a word. So how can they, like, authentically reach out to start a conversation that doesn't, well, if it's a potential client that doesn't feel salesy, and if it's a person of influence doesn't, uh, well, I'll say feels comfortable? Yeah, I, I, I think it's really about recognizing that we're all human beings. Mm-hmm. I, whether you are... Uh, thought leader, power influencer, whatever, or potential client that, you know, we're all humans. So treat people like you would want to be treated. I know that seems so pat, and, but it, it's true. It's like, well, what would I, like put yourself in their position and think, well, what would I want to hear? What would feel comfortable, easy for me? And there's you know, you see this all the time in places like LinkedIn and, you know, you get these messages and it's constant solicitation. And it's so interesting for me to see people's strategies around that. I'm like, why do you think this is going to work? <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and it, so, so, you know, being genuinely interested, just saying, you know, I wanted to introduce myself. I've been watching you do X, Y, and Z, find something that you can affirm about what they're doing. Um, and, and I know it sounds kind of lame, but like be normal, right? Like you don't have to, you don't have to, to, to put on, I think people want to be expedient. So they're like, I want to put everything in that first opening yeah. missive that, 
right? And it's like, it's like trying to uh, get married on the first date. It doesn't work, okay? It's one of my favorite things. Right, right? So what was the original question there? I had something else I wanted to give you on that. Oh, how to reach out to... Good, yeah, people of influence or potential clients authentically. Yeah. I mean, the, the authentic piece, I think what happens for people, and let me see if I can break this down in a, a, a coherent conge- you know, way for people to get. When, when you don't like yourself, when the internal conversation in your head is, I've done something wrong, I messed up, um, I've made another mistake. I'm, you know, I, I'm a failure, right? Some version of that conversation is going on in your head. It leads to, to you, like you're, you're evaluating things you've done and you don't like the things that you've done. And then you don't like yourself because of that. Okay. That, that whole process. Yeah. It's very hard to show up authentically in a conversation with someone because you don't like you. So then you want to try and put on a mask or be someone else or act differently um, in that situation. And then you're not authentic. And people can feel that from a mile away. Like everyone has energetic spidey senses and they might not know that they do, but they're feeling it, that they're repelled. And they're like, I don't like, leave me alone. I don't want to talk to you. Right. Um, so that's a really, that's a big deal, I think. And, and, and I have to assume that they don't realize that they don't like themselves. They're just sort of in this headspace that just doesn't work. Correct. I don't think anyone, I don't think anyone walks around the day that saying to themselves, oh, I really don't like myself. Okay. That's not like, like, I don't think that's the the language, the conversation in their head, but what they will feel is like, let's say, here's a great example. Ever. I think everyone can relate to this. And if they they don't raise their hand, they're lying to themselves. Okay. Um, But like you have some situation with someone and it's in your head. And you're doing that he said, she said thing, and it means this and analyzing it. And I'm not wrong because of X, Y, and Z. And I did that because of PDQ. And if only they were more like this, da, 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 da. And and you're in that kind of like back and forth rumination in your head. Guess what? You don't like yourself. You're not accepting yourself. If you did, you, you would be like, oh, here's what I own. This is how I created this outcome. I'm going to clean that up, let go of everything else and move on. Great. No need to defend myself because I'm all good. That, that place where you're defending yourself from, I haven't done anything wrong or I'm right. That, that kind of conversation in your head, you actually don't like something you did. Own it, clean it up, let it go, and you'll be much better off. But if you stay in that, that resistance and that, um, it's, it's like you're fighting internally. Yeah. It, it's huh. that I you really that. don't like yourself, yeah. Wow. That, that was that a big one for me. Yeah, that was yeah. a big one for me, yeah. man, when I got that. Yeah. 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 It's like being a right I, fighter. Say that again? It's like being a right fighter. Yeah. You have to be right. Yeah. That's what Dr. Phil calls it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and what wow. if you, yeah, what if you didn't, right? Like, you're, you're so worried that someone else is telling you you've done something wrong, right? That you have to defend yourself you wouldn't be in that state if you really liked yourself, if you loved yourself, right? Yeah. You would just be like, oh yeah, I own that. That's how I created this. I'm 100% responsible for my outcomes. Let me clean this up. Let me let go of the rest. 
I'm good now. Huh. And that's so empowering because the other is like being a victim to other people's beliefs or decisions or actions. This is having the power and the control to change the situation. 100%. Wow. 100%. It's really valuable. Wow. And huh. it's, it's, it's about being a creative agent rather than the victim. Yeah, right. you, you own yourself at that point. You're not reactive. Yeah. You're creative. Yeah, right. Just so much better. Wow. Interesting. Do you... Um, I don't want to ask this question. I think there are people who go motor through their entire life without that realization. So I guess my question is, do you think that there is some sort of trigger, something that happens with some people that offers them the opportunity to see that? Absolutely. So, Everyone's at a different level of awareness. If the person who is listening to this and they're, all their cells are going like, oh my God, revelation. And they're like heightened in, in a, like a state of alert around this. That's, yeah. that's desire ca calling them forward. They're matching this vibration. They're ready to implement. They're ready to learn how to do this. They're ready to take the next step. And then some of the people that are listening to this have totally spaced out, right? They're doing <laughs> something else. They're not connecting with this. And that's fine. It's, there's no value judgment there, okay? Like, I want to be really clear if you are someone who was just spacing out and you're like, what? Ooh, that's me. Zero value judgment, okay? But yeah. Diane's question was like, how do you know when you're, you're ready for this, yeah. right? And you know yeah. if you are alert to it, and it's calling you forward. I, I, I coined this phrase that desire is causative. And it means that what you desire, what, what you want is the engine that causes you to take new actions, to create differently, to become more, to do more, okay? Whether that's in your personal life or your business life. It starts with a want. Now, many people have been told not to want, that wanting is bad. Like desiring more right. is bad. Money is bad. I mean, that's a whole thing in our yeah. culture. We all want more money because it, it's a resource that allows us to do great things. But we're also told that money is the root of all evil. So yeah. if it's the root of all evil, who am I, to, like, does it make me evil to want it, right? Like it's completely confusing to people, okay? Yeah. But desire is causative. Your desires show you the path that you're, you want to go in. So if you're attracted to this, you're ready to learn how to work with it. That's, that's how I see it. That's great. Thank you. That, that is, yeah, really terrific. Boy, Amira, I love this conversation. Uh, it, it has been enlightening for me. Uh, I imagine it has been so for the listeners um, so speaking of them, will you tell them, you know, how they can find you, what you've got going on that they should know about, please? Absolutely. So there's a few different things that, uh, how people can access our world. Uh, the website to go to is unstoppablewoman.com. There's a ton of stuff there. If you go to the unstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff, we have all sorts of free resources for people who want to get started with this. I will tell you that the uh, Mindset Club that we have is a program that I think if you're interested in this kind of rethinking around money and wealth and reprogramming your beliefs, you would, you would love. And that is a program that generally we would charge upwards of two or $3,000 for. And we're doing right now at least, um, free. So you can go to the unstoppablewoman.com slash mindset club, or it's also on that free stuff page. So those are great ways to just start accessing this information. 
if people want to um, reach out to me directly, they can. There's contact information on all those pages. And then please uh, listen to our podcast as well if you're interested in that. It's theunstoppablewoman.com slash listen. And we have tons of content along these lines um, that we share all the time. Oh, that's terrific. Thank you. Thank you so much. And listeners, thank you. This was just really incredibly powerful. You know, it was for me, so I'm believing it was for you too. I'd also like to thank audible.com. Get your free trial by going to audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth and uh, explore the audiobooks and all the other programs that they have available. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Hey guys, this is Gabby Douglas. If you have an active lifestyle like me, hydration is key. That's why I love the Hydration Watermelon Smoothie from Smoothie King. Blended with whole fruits, coconut water, and more electrolytes than some of the leading sports drinks, Hydration Watermelon is the cleaner way to hydrate with no artificial colors, flavors, or preservatives. So you can recover and perform at your peak ability during the summer heat. Order online or through the app for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. I don't know what I was thinking when we named our dog Kitty. And this sweetie's become a true family member. So when we vacation, she comes too. That's why we love Red Roof. Not only are they pet friendly, you also get a great price on clean, comfortable rooms so you wake up rested and ready to hit the road again. And this summer, when we rest and repeat at Red Roof, staying two separate times can earn us a free night. Isn't that right, Kitty? (coughs) Book at redroof.com. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.